0: Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Coach Pete Podcast. Now today's topic is going to be about exercise and how exercise can help people with depression and anxiety. Now before I get into any detail here, I'm just going to give you a, a statistic which is quite uh, quite relevant. I think. Did you know that one in eight New Zealand men will experience serious depression during their lifetime? So the reason I mentioned that is that. Chances are you might know someone, whether it's a co worker, family friend, an acquaintance who is currently battling with depression or anxiety, or maybe you are, or maybe you have experienced it. So it's something which could be a lot closer to home than many people realise. Now, depression is much more than just being having a low mood or feeling sad, it is a serious illness which often does need some sort of professional treatment or help for people. To manage your way through it. And people with depression often find it hard to function. It can have a really serious effect on a person's physical and mental health. And fortunately, mental health is something that men are generally getting a little bit better at talking about. And particularly for things off the back, like November, which it's November here, so that's partly why I'm doing this. But it is a topic which I did want to talk about anyway. It's something which I have been affected by, which I'll look into detail, I'll leave it later on. And just coming back to talking about it, I think a lot of it comes back to culture. Now, I didn't grow up in New Zealand, I grew up in Scotland and Glasgow, which uh, does have a bit of a hard man reputation. And unfortunately, when I was growing up, I would say that that reputation was still quite prevalent. And I, I don't really remember guys talking about how they felt. So for me personally, I grew up where it was just, it was a bit of a stigma. As a man, you didn't talk about your feelings, you didn't talk about if you were happy or sad, if you were battling things or not. So, as like I say, it's partly the reason why I decided to uh, broach this, tub, this topic in this podcast. So, depression and anxiety, they will affect how people feel, they will affect how people think, behave, they will affect how people react with others. So, it is important that men feel comfortable enough to talk about it, whether that's to their, their with partners, for spouses, for mates, or maybe even for GP, it's very important that people feel comfortable to talk about it in order to get some help to work their way through it. Uh, and com it's anxiety and depression. It is one of the most common mental illnesses. Now, as I mentioned there, I've experienced with that myself, and particularly with me, it was anxiety. And anxiety often goes hand in hand uh, with depression, and. Now, what is anxiety? Well, for me, it was, uh, it was a little bit more than feeling stressed or feeling like you couldn't cope from day to day. There was actually some sort of physical symptoms with it as well. So for me, it would be waking up in the morning and i definitely have this really horrible feeling in your your guts where it's just, it's a physical sensation, but it also goes hand in hand with a mental sensation. And for me, it would be waking up feeling this really kind of overwhelming feeling of doom, which it's not a very pleasant thing to experience. So it's really hard to to get up and get motivated and get moving. Uh, so for me, yeah, I, I did experience that and it was, it was really horrible. And with that as well, you could get stomach cramps and I didn't actually have that, but other things could be like you feel the pounding of your heart and there were times where I, I did feel that. So it is a physical sensation uh, as well as mental. And anxiety can be constant. It can really, really wear away at you. And it can eat at you for uh, right through the day. So, again, it is important to recognize the symptoms of it and to seek help uh, if you are experiencing it. It is important to say, though, that everyone does experience strong feelings, whether it's tension, fear, or sadness at times. And it's important to sometimes maybe acknowledge that if it is really interfering with your your day-to-day behaviour, that it might be something more than just a, a low-level feeling eh, caused by something in the present. So mental illness, eh, whether it's anxiety or depression, these are feelings which can be so overwhelming or disturbing that they will have a great effect on how you can manage your day-to-day. So it could really affect how you manage your work, it could affect how you manage your leisure time or how it, manages or how it interferes with your relationships. So there's a lot of factors which can trigger or influence, depression and anxiety. So I'm going to run through some of the main uh, triggers here. So it could be physical health problems. So whether that could be like uh, a chronic illness, maybe something like back pains or something debilitating, which prevents you from leading the life that you would like to lead. That could lead to it. It could be relationship problems, whether that's with uh, your family, your mother, your father, siblings, kids. Any kind of relationship problem can be quite a, a negative effect on someone. It could be employment problems. Maybe you have a job you don't like, but you still got to go up and go through the grind of working 40 hours a week in a job which is uh, crushing you. It could be so destroying, that's really not a pleasant situation to be in. It could be off the back of maybe some drug or alcohol consumption. Uh, or it could be social isolation. Perhaps you don't have very many friends. Uh, Again, for me, personally, I'm an introvert. That's where I sit in the spectrum. And there are times where I've kind of found that it's hard to make friends, particularly when you move to a new country, it can be quite hard. And that's one of the contributing factors which I think had an effect in me uh, developing a bit of anxiety. Or it could be just a significant change in your your living situation, whether that's separation or divorce. And again, personally for me, it was a combination of factors. It was a a breakdown of a marriage, it was uh, moving to a new country, so moving from Scotland to New Zealand, uh, very similar cultures but a- enough of a-, a-, a strangeness to make it feel like uh, it takes a while to assimilate and having moved here and then not long after I experienced an earthquake and breakdown of a marriage, within the first year of moving here I found myself living by myself and I didn't have family here. And I didn't have any friends, actually, if you come to think of it. I didn't have any genuine friends who I felt like I could speak to. So that is really what was a big contributing factor for me. Uh, But unfortunately, I didn't actually acknowledge it at the time. I didn't address it. And instead, I just focused on work. And there was a bit of necessity there as well. I I was living alone. I, I had to really just... I didn't have anyone to rely on. So... I really didn't have a choice but to get my head down and work hard. So for a period of time there where I should have, in hindsight, addressed it and maybe sought some help, I just buried it. And I think some of that goes back to the culture that I grew up in where guys didn't really talk about things like that and you were seen as a little bit soft to to really uh, acknowledge that you were suffering from some sort of mental health issue. So, yeah, not ideal. So there are other things which you can do uh, to help work through that, uh, as well as exercise. So obviously staying fit is a good thing. Staying healthy is a good thing. Maybe making sure that your nutrition is good. Uh, Reducing your alcohol consumption is good as well. And from my personal point of view, I went through a phase where when I was suffering quite bad anxiety in the evenings, struggling to sleep. I would crack open a few bottles of beer or red wine and use that as a a bit of a crutch to help uh, de-stress me. But uh, the flip side of that is, and I I really did notice this, is that it actually makes my anxiety worse. So in the mornings where I'd been drinking, I'd wake up, the anxiety would be much more intense. And for several reasons, there's probably a physical element to it as well. You're slightly affected by the the booze in your system. But there's also mental as well, where you'd feel a little bit kind of pissed off of yourself that you did that in the first place and there's a bit of guilt wrapped in there as well. So yeah, lesson learned. Don't abuse booze if you're going through a bit of anxiety or depression. Uh, getting sleep's important. If you don't sleep enough, that is quite detrimental in general, but it can have quite a, a big impact if you are battling with uh, some sort of other mental illness as well. Uh, making sure you get a balance in your life and you're not just always working, but if there is some sort of downtime. There is time for your, your pursuits, your hobbies and stuff. And that's important. So it helps you manage your stress and being able to identify how if there is any kind of imbalance in it as well. Uh, making time to spend with people that you like and trust is important. Uh, so it is good to maybe have a couple of close friends who you do feel you've got each other's back and you you can, can find them. But like I say, from my experience, that kind of caught me at a time where uh, not through a thought of my own. It was quite hard to do that and didn't actually have many people uh, to, to fall back on. And other things that can help would just be developing skills like problem solving and developing an ability to communicate uh, properly and help others to understand how you're feeling. Uh, so yeah, just uh, to backtrack a little bit just from my own perspective, uh, I uh, did experience quite a bit of anxiety and as I say, I buried it, I masked it for a long time. Just got my head down, play down. and uh, I ended up in another relationship, which for uh, no fault of that person himself, I hadn't dealt with things. And inevitably, uh, that fell apart. Uh, a large part due to me not dealing with my mental health issues. But a, a huge part of that was this kind of overwhelming anxiety, which uh, if you haven't experienced it before, It can be quite crippling at times and it's really soul-sucking to the point where it's quite difficult just to get through your day-to-day. But I'm glad to say these days that I'm in a much, much better place. But one of the things which actually did help me just function almost through, and it was a couple of years, maybe two, three, even four years where I was really feeling like this was affecting me, was the fact that I was exercising. For me... That, that provided quite a lot of framework. It was a lot of good things that came from the exercise. Uh, one of the main things you will get from that is that you'll hear people talk about endorphins or the releasing of feel-good endorphins. Uh, and that is something which does happen when you exercise. You'll get it quite often if you're running. Uh, maybe at a certain intensity or a certain duration, you get something called a runner's high. But for me, I got it from uh, from weightlifting or from strength training. I, I, I found that by going to the gym and completing a workout somewhere during that workout there would be some sort of a sense of wellness or satisfaction which would tie into probably those endorphins which would generally make me feel incredibly better uh, than I did prior to getting to the gym and uh, for quite often there was the hardest part was often getting my shoes on and actually getting my arse out the door and getting to the gym once I was in there I knew that I went through my mobility trial, I go through my warm-up sets. By that point, I was actually starting to feel okay. Uh, but those endorphins, it's quite interesting. I was reading something recently that it's actually saying that uh, the endorphins you get from exercise, they're very, very similar to the, the brain chemicals you get from smoking cannabis. And they actually trigger uh, similar, if not the same, uh, uh, receptors in your brain. So you get the same kind of chemicals which you would get from cannabinoids producing back a uh, kind of sense of wellness so that's quite interesting I think there, and that's maybe something which uh, in the long term might be researched uh, a little bit better and could produce some sort of uh, some help help of some sort for people so yeah interesting there that you'll get that same not not well let's say high high of sorts but you'll get it naturally from exercising and that's definitely something which I Experienced. Uh, so, as well as the, the, the endorphins, you, you'll, you'll get that cascading effect where, yeah, you get your endorphins better, you'll probably feel better that you've done something, there's always a sense of satisfaction that you've overcome a bit of a hurdle. Uh, there's all the other benefits where it will help improve your sleep. Uh, exercise in general is good for heart health, it's good for diabetes, it's good for lowering uh, blood pressure, and if you've listened to one of my earlier podcasts on cortisol, it's a really good way to manage that stress hormone, cortisol. So definitely exercise is such a positive thing. Uh, now, you don't need to work hard. For me, I'm somebody who has always exercised, so I'm, I'm probably fortunate, I respect where I, I always had that as a framework to fall back on. Uh, but if you're new to it, or you're somebody who doesn't exercise very often, it doesn't need to be something which is too regimented. In fact, that could be detrimental if you approach it and there's a, a barrier of sorts where you feel like you need to follow a particular uh, regime of exercise. So for some people, exercise could just be putting your shoes on and going for a walk. Uh, for others, it might be you decide to go for a run or for other people, it could be that you decide to actually follow some sort of more regimented uh, workout. Now, another big benefit of uh, exercise and the brain here is that people who are depressed or have anxiety uh, tend to have a a smaller hippocampus in your brain. So that's the part of your brain which does produce a lot of the stress hormones and it can also help regulate your mood and stuff. So it's actually been found by neuroscientists, that people who suffer depression could actually have uh, an atrophied uh, hippocampus, which is it kind of makes sense if that part of your brain isn't working as much or isn't working as effectively. It may mean, just kind of uh, atrophy slightly. But here's the good thing: exercise and exercise in general can actually help the production of the uh, new brain cells, and that's a process called neurogenesis. And that can actually uh, stimulate your hippocampus to uh, function properly by and by regenerating new nerve cell connections, uh, which will go a long way to help relieve depression. So I think this is a bit of a, an emerging science which hasn't been fully embraced so far. So it's it's kind of in the fringes I think but it is definitely something which I think is going to be more prevalent uh, in the future. So the takeaway from that is that exercise in terms of like a physical help, yeah you'll get the all the kind of low-lying things which will help ward off like diabetes uh, it will maintain heart health, it will help you lower your cortisol levels but you get the double whammy where if you do it at a proper intensity, you also get the the effect uh, endorphins where you get this slightly kind of positive high feeling, which will definitely boost your mood and get you feeling so much better. But long term, if you do it uh, consistently, you could actually go some ways to actually improving your cognitive health, so that you're less likely to suffer from it uh, again, or that when you do suffer from it, you'd be more likely to handle it because your brain. Your hippocampus is a uh, is a lot stronger than it, sh- it would have been if you had not exercised. So a lot of other benefits to exercise, and these are things which uh, some things which I find is well, take your mind off of worries. And for me, suffering from anxiety, a lot of it was that I was running a lot of bad scenarios in my head. I'd find a lot of the time where I would be almost destroy myself to despair, thinking of all the, the negative possible outcomes, not things that had actually happened, but more thinking like 10 steps ahead as to how things could get worse. And it's a horrible mindset. It's almost like it's horrible down spiral you can get yourself caught in. But I did find that by me taking the time to go to the gym, uh, maybe spend or two of two there, that in that moment my focus was more about I'm warming up, I'm squatting, um, i got to think about my breathing, I'm thinking about weights, what I'm going to lift. So it, it became a real positive distraction and it took my mind off a lot of the worries and to some ways it actually reset it reset me for the day and I would often try and get it done early in the day as well so that after that initial wake up where you just feel it in the pit of your stomach things are horrible you would get your exercise in and I definitely feel so so much better off the back of that and what I would do I initially used to listen to music I'd listen to a lot of the Uh, rock music and stuff, but what I noticed is because I I wasn't really in a good mindset prior to it, the music I was listening to wasn't particularly uplifting, I was listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode, nothing against those bands, two of my favourite bands, but they're not exactly the most upbeat things to listen to so what I I decided to do instead was listen to podcasts and uh, part of the process for me where I kind of helped get myself to a stage where I was a lot healthier mentally was trying to understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. So a lot of the podcasts I listened to were things about psychology or about mental health or just about health in general. So I, I used it for two purposes. I was getting to the gym, so I was switching off mentally from the, the negative mindset, but I was also using that time to try and listen to things or educate myself as to why I was feeling that way and trying better myself and get through that and try and battle my own demons. So other benefits, which again were good and I can relate to myself, is you will gain confidence. Now at the time I was doing that, I was doing a lot of strength training. I was oddly enough com- uh, training to compete at the uh, a national competition for powerlifting. So there was a lot of, I was beating a lot of new personal best at the time. I had a good training plan, which I helped, uh, another coach helped me uh, develop. So... I wasn't just lifting, but I was actually exceeding what I was doing before and that was really, really empowering. It was was something that made me feel a lot better. Now, like I say, I'm somebody who's exercised for 20 plus years, so I don't expect everyone to necessarily come in at that level. In fact, it'd be quite unrealistic for you to do so. But you will gain confidence and take confidence from getting a workout in. That in itself is good, whether it's a 20 minute workout in a bike or you go for a walk, or you get to the gym and you push some weights. It doesn't matter if you're only comparing yourself to you and who you were the day before. Yeah, take the small wins where you can. And it might be as well that, as well as your performance in the gym, which you should see improve, you'll start to feel better physically. And you maybe look a little bit different. And those are things which you should take pride in as well. Uh, And another thing for me, and this is probably something that's played a big part of my life for the last 20 years, is is the social interaction you get from being in most gyms. Uh, so most gyms tend to be quite social places. You'll always have people floating about, whether it's staff or other gym members who are always quite keen to give you a friendly nod, a smile or a chat as well. And I think that's a that's a positive thing. Uh, so get in there. And a lot of people these days, I notice they kind of bury themselves in their headphones, but you look around. Most people at the gym for some reasons. They might been there because... They want to improve their lives, they want to feel better, and who knows, chances are that some of those dudes you're looking at may also be battling the lone demons. So give them a smile, give them a nod, you never know, you guys might just be helping each other out. Uh, and another thing for me is that what I found was that the exercise, it gave me structure to my day. So that I, I knew like a week before, uh, Monday would be, I'd be doing a particular set of exercises Tuesday it would be something else, Wednesday it would be this. So actually, for me, I was looking forward to getting through that. But I also knew that because I was working towards a particular goal, for me it was a competition, I would be aiming to lift particular weights on the day. So to do that, I needed to sleep. So it made me go to bed at a reasonable time and it made me address any kind of sleep issues I had. And it also meant that I couldn't drink too much piss. So... I couldn't really drink too much because I knew that if I did that, I'd be hungover. Uh, I wouldn't perform well any day. Uh, So it did provide structure and framework. And I guess a sense of purpose, which did keep me in the straight and narrow. And also made me eat healthy as well, because let's be honest, you can't really eat too crappy and then go and lift heavy weights the next day. So in many ways, I feel really fortunate that I'm someone who has exercised for a long time and I already had a lot of that framework set up so that when I was going through that couple of years where I was battling with that anxiety, I I, I often think what would happen if I didn't have that and I really don't know. I, I feel like I would, I don't know if I'd get through it. I might have been in a, a much worse place than I am now. So I do feel grateful that that was something I had in my life and it's it's part of the reason why I decide to, to do these podcasts is that I want to spread the word and, and really just get more people to embrace. The positive benefits of exercise, whether it's physical or mental or something as simple as providing structure and purpose in your day. So, in terms of what exercise you should do, like I say, it doesn't need to be anything crazy. It could just be going for a walk. It it doesn't need to be a formal exercise. It doesn't need to be a rigid exercise regime. Anything that gets you moving is generally going to make you feel better. So it could be to be physical activity where you just get your body moving. You could put your shoes on, go for a walk up the hill. Maybe you do some sort of physical task, whether it's gardening or doing some work in your car. But just getting moving is good. And the chances are that just by moving 10, 20, 30 minutes, you will feel better than you did had you not done that. And the other side of that is you maybe have some planned exercise, whether it's structure there's repetitive body movement and you're doing it towards a particular goal and some sort of structure. So, again, that can be really useful. And my uh, experience is that the structure was good because it kept me within a certain framework, which prevented me from going too crazy in, in terms of going off the rails to drink or just uh, not sleeping or bad behaviour. So the takeaway from that is exercise is awesome. There is a lot of the benefits you'll get from that are just the general kind of health things, but it doesn't need to be that you get to the gym and you've got to go and bust your balls for some crazy workout. mean just getting to the gym and moving is good. Take it as a win. I mean, a lot of people I see at the gym, and I'm speaking to them in consultations, uh, the first goal I set for them was just to come in. Come in three times a week, come in twice a week. It doesn't matter as long as it's an improvement in what you were doing the week before. So don't set yourself such a, a high target that, that in itself becomes unattainable and can compound uh, negative feelings. So in terms of how much is enough, I reckon 30 minutes a day is enough for most people. And even just doing that three times a day, sorry, not three times, 30 minutes three times a week will significantly improve uh, symptoms of anxiety and depression. Uh, even smaller amounts, as little as 10, 15 minutes will make a big difference as to how you feel in a day. But like I say, the hardest part can often be getting off the couch, out of bed, or putting your shoes on. But trust me, it's worth doing. Once you do that, you will feel so much better. So yeah, if you can stick to it, I mean, exercise, like I say, for me, it was always something in the background. And I think it really did help me manage that a lot better than I would have otherwise. So this may be something which is new to you, but I would encourage you to try and make it a a regular component of your life. So, but it does enrich your life to the, st- the extent where it's a framework for you to follow. It keeps you sleeping better. It keeps you eating better. It maybe stops you uh, abusing drug or alcohol as much. And it will just make life in general a little bit easier. But like I say, sometimes the hardest part is just getting started. And that's where people like myself and other trainers, uh, we we come in handy. We will help you facilitate you through that process. So, a few little tips here in, in terms of uh, how you can integrate physical exercise into into your life. So, like I said earlier, exercise doesn't need to be complicated. It can be, if that suits you, but it doesn't have to be. So, it's important that you identify what you enjoy doing. You try and figure out what types of physical exercise that you like, whether it's lifting weights, that's my personal go-to, whether it's jumping in a treadmill or going for a walk. I mean, I live and use a uh, New Zealand, so there's plenty of nice places to go. There's a lot of nature. Take it out and explore. And another wee benefit to that is uh, there's a lot of evidence as well saying that just getting outside in nature is quite a positive thing and it does have its benefits in terms of making you feel better. So, yeah, figure out what you like and and figure your activity and embrace it and get into it and do it. Uh, If things are really bad and you're struggling and you really can't even just get to the stage where putting your shoes on or going to the gym is is an option. Maybe seek some help. Go and speak to your GP. And that's something I did uh, way back. I did speak to my doctor and I did a period of counselling, which for me, I'm not sure if that was the the best track for me because I'd already spent a lot of time trying to figure things out myself. But it was good in terms of just having somebody to offload to, having somebody to speak to. And hey, if that, that helps you, go for it. So... I would say if you're really, really struggling, speak to a professional. And it may be that you might end up being uh, getting some medication. And again, my own experience is I was quite resistant to do something like that I always saw it as a bit of a cop-out. But I actually did get some SSRIs, uh, which are anxiety mess to help kind of balance your serotonin levels in your brain. And i got to say, I put it off for years, and I feel like a fool that I did. It's made such a change. Uh, and I've still taken them. I don't have any embarrassment to say that. It has certainly helped me manage myself a lot better. And what it did for me is it gave me like a mental break from these horrible negative uh, mindsets which you do have when you have bad anxiety. So don't be ashamed to go and speak to your doctor or another health professional and get the help that you need. Uh, and also set reasonable goals, realistic goals. Like I say, it might just be a win to get to the gym twice a week for 20 minutes. That's better than not going to the gym (laughs) so don't be hard on yourself set goals which you know you can meet and quite often if I'm speaking to clients at the gym or new people I'll often try and set them goals which almost kind of give them a low bar so that I know that it's something we'll definitely meet because those little goals getting to that and succeeding and meeting them will make you feel better and it will just make you more likely to keep at it and eventually set up some healthier habits in the long term. And another thing is, try not to think of exercise, a physical activity, as a chore. Uh, Try and look at it as something which is positive, something which will embrace. If you embrace it, it will enrich your life. And if there's days where you don't make it to the gym, don't beat yourself up over that. Just think ahead to the next day and get back in there. Now, like I say, for me, it wasn't just to exercise. Exercise was a really good component where... I was physically moving and there's a lot of benefits to that with your endorphins and stuff. But it was also like a mental time out. It was almost like a a meditation session for me as such where I would have an hour or two of my day where I'd put my earbuds in, uh, I'd listen to a podcast, I'd learn things and I'd really enjoy that. For me, that was really uh, therapeutic and that's maybe how you could approach it as well. Just get your earbuds, your headphones in, put some motiva- motivating music, maybe not something as... Uh, uh, melancholy is Depeche Mode. Nothing against Depeche Mode, one of my favourite bands, but, you know, put something a bit upbeat on, something that's going to raise your mood and help you feel better in the long run. Uh, other things you can do might be to analyse your barriers and try and think about what's stopping you from getting to the gym. It could be that you feel self-conscious. Uh, you may not feel particularly confident in what you do. Uh, it may be a cost thing as well, but for every barrier, there's often a solution so if you're feeling self-conscious, just go when the gym's not busy. Maybe work out at home initially. If money's, a not, if money's an issue, maybe again look at some sort of home training. Or if you don't know what to do, there's plenty of online resources. Or there's people like myself who you can come and speak to at the gym and we'll certainly work with you to, to find out some sort of plan that works for you. And the last thing I'll mention there is prepare yourself for setbacks and expect obstacles to get in your way. Life is unpredictable. Things will often come along that you can't anticipate. But if you have a a mindset where you're expecting that and you've maybe just the ability to adapt to, to change when it happens, so prepare for setbacks and prepare for the times where an obstacle will come your way. But get on it. Next day is a new day. And ultimately, daily workouts in themselves, it doesn't matter too much. It's more about what you accomplish in a week and a month in a three-month period. As long as that trend is that you're getting more regular exercise, you're getting progress, you're feeling better, then it is inevitably going to help you. So guys, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, Again, I did feel like I I, kind of spoke quite quickly there. I do that when I get excited about things. And it's something which is uh, passionate uh, for me. Like I said, I've experienced anxiety myself. It was a really horrible experience. And it I feel like it did profoundly affect me for a couple of years to the extent where looking back, it really did inhibit me from pursuing a lot of things which I, I wanted to get out of life, whether that was a career based or travelling, relationships. Uh, so, yeah, it can be a really, really kind of detrimental thing. So, I would thoroughly encourage you to go and seek help, go and speak to someone if you think you, or maybe one of your friends, is suffering from anxiety or depression. So team, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, before I do check out, like always, if you've come across this podcast on some sort of social media platform, please give it a share, give it a like. Uh, and otherwise tell your friends, family about it as well. Like I say, it's something I'm going to try and keep on top of. I'm going to try and be as prolific as I can in terms of producing good content during the next year. And also, if you do have a topic which you might be interested in, uh, having me talk about, uh, somehow get me my message, whether it's on Facebook flick me a DM, or if you get my from my website uh, coachpete.co.nz, flick me an email through that as well, so team, I'm going to sign out here, I've been babbling on for about half an hour, but hopefully that's been helpful and don't forget to, if you are at the gym check over Movember donation, There's there's a QR code, up in the gym at Anytime Fitness, so you can donate a wee bit of cash to that, so guys, Pete out, till next time, see ya!